Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah, joined by Travis Ross. Travis, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Uh, just finishing up the day here. Um, long day. Had uh, someone actually quit this uh, right. last you weekend. Were, yeah, you're, we were talking about that. So mm-hmm. update us a little bit about that. Uh, how, how did that go? Yeah, he, this particular person had kind of, he was a tech um, and was doing great. It was like, wow, we really like this person. Hope he can stick around for a long time. And slowly but surely, he just kind of started fading. He would, you know, miss for this reason or that reason and kind of give sure. late notice. And uh, it was, you know, it was a bummer, but, um, you yeah. know, we were willing to work with it. And we, you know, we talked to him, we set him down, we did the whole like, okay, we're going to write you up, but we really think you can. And he was like, totally cool with it. And was like, yep, you're right. I totally failed. And you're, you know, it's mm. right to write me up and all of this. Um, right. and, but it just kept kind of happening. And then Sunday via text, um, Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I have to, you know, do this and that with, you know, my life. And I, I think it's just better that I get a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were like, "Well, is this a two-week notice? Is this a one-week notice, or is this an effective immediately?" And radio silence. So I'm I'm assuming it was an effective immediately because he didn't show up Monday, didn't show up today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Wow. So luckily, my daughter's home from college for the summer, so she came in and um, she needed okay. needed she... hadn't gotten a job yet. She's she's working at her church on Sundays, you know, helping with the kids, mm-hmm. but. Um, this was like something that she could do and uh, sure. kind of get trained in quick. So she's come in and picked up the slack. So it wasn't so difficult uh, while we like advertise for, you know, people that want to come in and, and start with kind of a, you know, an, an, uh, an entry level job, something that sure. they can be successful at and hopefully grow into more um, opportunities. But one of the cool things we put in our, um, in our advertisements or our job postings, I guess this time is that we're, we're offering to basically help build a store for them, like on Etsy or something like that, you know, use some of our design assets, um, you know, some of our designers and, and kind of get them started and listing some products and showing them the ropes so that they can have kind of a side business or a side hustle, if you will. That's Um, super interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then after they, even if they don't work out, they can obviously still have the store and, you know, sure. build on it and add products later. And, um, wow. I'm hoping that that kind of, um, helps somebody, uh, that, that maybe has a little more ambition in life, you know, still sure. yeah, wants yeah, yeah. to take the job. So, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, you just asked how I was doing and I get, when it went into a huge <laughs> soliloquy there, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of how we're doing here. How are you doing? I see you're actually in your, your space there. Yes. Um, yeah. New well, building. I'm, in, I'm in the new building now. Uh, but you know, my wife and I, Madeline and I, we found an apartment, uh, in Longmont. So we're going to be moving this weekend. Super, super so cool. I'll actually, yeah, I'll actually have a, like kind of like an office studio type thing there at the apartment. It's two bedrooms. So I'll have a place to go and record from home and 
record whenever I want, which has been which has been great. Right now, going from a studio to an apartment with you know actual rooms is is great. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, right now here in the space and uh, things are going well. Keeping busy. Just got finished uh, with a bulk job for a conference that we were doing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, there's no AC in here yet. So I might be reduced to a puddle of sweat by the time <laughs> this episode is over. But I'll keep myself hydrated and cooled. Uh, nice. Some, some beer here and, of course, of course, water for the – I mean, that's less cool. But nonetheless. Cheers. Uh, cheers, my friend. Cheers. Uh, that is mm. high-quality audio. Two men drinking beer. That's a podcast. Um <laughs> Speaking of high-quality audio, Travis, you got a new mic. I'm going to get that same mic in a couple of weeks just for the listeners yeah. to know. We take our self-proclaimed uh, moniker of podcast professionals seriously, <laughs> and we are upgrading our equipment as soon as we can to, to meet the moniker. Um, so, man, Travis, I'm excited for this week's episode. Before we get mm-hmm. into our new weekly segment that everyone has come to know and love, <laughs> uh, I wanted to take a second and shout out a, a review that we got on iTunes for the yeah. print on demand cast from Nate McAllister. Now, okay, Nate McAllister is a good friend of yours. I've, mm-hmm. I know Nate. We've hung out downtown Denver uh, for quite a late night. It was a good time. But Nate says, pretty much the gold standard for POD info. These guys practice what they preach, and it's rare to find people who actually are doing the work daily and print on demand and are able to articulate their experience well. Super easy listening, worth a subscribe. So, Nate, I want to say thank you, shout you out. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to to leave a review, help us out, and then encourage other people to to come across the information as well. Yeah, Nate's a good dude. Um, I've known him for a lot of years. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically asked, I said, Hey, take a listen and, uh, leave us a review if you like it. And he, he took it upon himself to leave the review. So, you know, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and the same goes for anyone who's yeah, exactly. Solicited, but not played just like we do every week on this podcast. We solicit you to go leave us a five-star review. Yeah, exactly. Um, But we ain't paying you. So (laughs) we pay you in, in funny jingles and great dad jokes. That's about it. Yeah. Which leads us to this week's segment. Uh, this, this week's weekly segment of Mm -hmm. the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. So Travis, did you know that I'm socially vegan? No, I, I had no idea you were socially vegan. Yeah, I'm avoiding meats. And that has been this week's Dad Joke of the Week. Thank you for listening. Use it in all of your next parties. You're welcome. I give you permission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, Travis, uh, for this week's point of interest... Something that we, I mean, we were talking about before pressing record, and it came up that it's already that time of year. Fall is quickly upon us, which also means football yep. season is quickly upon us. Yeah. Uh, praise God. Super excited for that, of course. 
but that means that also back to school is all the regular production tech yep. here was like, man, I got to get my kids school supplies and you're starting mm-hmm. to see the commercials on TV. And yep. uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about in this week's point of interest, back to school and products that you guys, the listeners can market and come up with designs to, to print on that might get the attention of those going back to school. So the first kind of category, Travis, would be kindergarten through 12th grade. What might they have their eyes on this year as they're going back to school? Yeah, I mean, um, we're going to talk about, you know, some different generational stuff later. And and there's there's a huge group of people that have kindergartners, first graders, second grade, you know, and, yeah. and, and when you're a, a new parent, I can say this because I've had, I, I have uh, multiple children. I've sent them all through all, you know, a lot of grades. And <laughs> right. when you're a new, when you're a new parent and you have like your first kindergartner, you're, you know, their first grader or whatever, there's a desire to like trick them out in the coolest you know, cutest yeah. clothes yeah. for that first day picture and all that stuff. And you want them to have everything that's on the list for the, from the teacher, you want them to be totally prepared. And so, um, uh, you know, backing up a little bit, actually a U.S. global spending, um, has increased and, and continues to increase. And in 2020, it reached $789 per kid. <laughs> per kid what? that and, and when you expound that about how many freaking kids are in school i mean it's just outrageous so That's some crazy. products that these k through 12 year olds might have their eyes on could include of course notebooks but what yep. goes on a notebook better than anything else that is very easily print on demandable a sticker yes. You know, uh, so backpacks, of course, they need backpacks, drawstring bags that they can pull over their shoulders or or hold, you know, or tote bags, something like that. Um, Phone cases, tons of phone cases, brand new phone case. You want to you want your you know, you want to look good on the first day of school. So you get a new phone case. It's it's considered inexpensive and it can be fresh and new Um, leggings. Uh, believe it or not, that's, I mean, you know, who needs pants anymore? We got leggings, uh, you know, so that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the great debate. Our leggings it is. pants. And it seems like leggings have won the debate. That's right. And then you've got beanies, of course. Um, and then I think that in all of these, you know, particular, these back to school categories, you're going to find t-shirts, sweatshirts, yep. hoodies yep. that, you know, have a, yeah, those are, those are saying on it. Yeah, those yep. are evergreen. You know, you can have the, you know, first grade squad, you know, uh, whatever right. it is, <laughs> all of those yeah. different things that are, you know, going to give some identity to these kids going back to school. Um, yep. So, yeah, so that's to me, that's those are some r- real low hanging fruit opportunities for uh, our listeners to maybe just jump on right now because back yeah. to school is right around the corner for these K through 12, 12th graders. Yep. Absolutely. I I remember, uh, you know, going to school, you know, K through 12, not only did my parents want me to have all the supplies, I was, you know, adamant about when I was in school was what shoes are you wearing? You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm, I would, I had to have, I had to have the Allen Iversons that were huge back then, mm. and you know the and ones before they were a Walmart brand were actually like in <laughs> Foot Locker's, and it was like a right. huge deal to own a pair of and ones. So and there is hands. there is so much uh, hype around back to school because everyone wants their kids to look the best, to have the coolest stuff, and you know having notebooks and and not only that, 
no one wants to get their kids something that's the same because there's going to be so many other kids. And so you want your kid to feel unique. Print on demand is a huge solution to that problem, whether it's for notebooks yeah. or stickers or anything that, that Travis has talked about. The next kind of group uh, of people who are going back to school as well, of course, are college students. Um, mm-hmm. College will be back in session as well. And this is a little bit different because, uh, you know, when you go to college, for the most part, in most cases, you're moving into a dorm. You have right. your own small space to make mm-hmm. it inhabitable. Uh, and so some of the things they might be looking for are frame posters or canvas mm-hmm. prints, uh, pillowcases, throw blankets uh, to have you know on their beds, towels. Uh, you want to distinguish your towel because you probably share a shower and that's that in and <laughs> of itself is, can be uh, a gross thing. So you want to I mean, at least make sure you have a nice, soft, customized towel to dry off. <laughs> Any packs are making a comeback. Um, yep. They're huge. Uh, and then, you know, sportswear and duffel bags, you know, going to class, to gym, to the gym, whatever that looks like. So for the college student, it shifts a little bit more to kind of almost in a home decor-ish type space. Yeah. But if you're drop shipping, the person you're drop shipping with should have the ability to fulfill at least one, if not more, of these items uh, mm-hmm. for you so that you can put those uh, on, on, on your store for the, for the back-to-school season that's upon us. Yeah, my daughter, she's um, she's going to be a sophomore at UCCS, which is the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. And so, um, you know, she did her freshman year down there. She came back and she brought back more stuff than I swear than she left with um, <laughs> one one car full on the way down, two cars full on the way back. Um, wow. But she realized that she had a lot of extra stuff. She's like, I'm not going to take half the stuff. Um, you know, that I took last year. But yesterday she and my wife were at a Goodwill store and they found one of those, those chairs, those huge um, kind of disc chairs that, you know, kind of go in, you know, like a big, big half circle kind of thing. And I'm thinking, how do you expect to get this down there with how much stuff you're actually, you know, bringing with you? She's like, well, I might have to leave it and come get it, you know, on my first break or something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're probably gonna have to do that. We're not just gonna point, get, we're, we're not gonna get a Penske truck for your cool right. chair. This is gonna go down. <laughs> right, right. But the point is, is that you know, she's trying to make that room her own. She's trying to make yeah, it totally. something that she. She has to live there for nine months out of the year. You know, it's her home. And so, yeah, yeah, anything that you can do print on demand wise, that's going to help a college student feel more at home, be it a framed poster or a canvas poster or print or, you know, uh, uh, I know you guys do like wooden signs, things of that nature. Home decor is going to be huge for these college students um, as they're making their way back to college. Just like you said. Yep. Yep. 100%. Of course. The other group of people who are going back to school are, of course, teachers. Yeah. They, they have to go back to school in order for this whole school thing to work. So teachers are vital uh, to this whole formula of school. <laughs> so they also will be looking for stuff, whether it's matching staff T-shirts, tote bags for themselves, water bottles. I'll say again, mm-hmm. stickers, because water bottles and stickers are like peanut butter and jelly. It's just it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a thing. So uh, <laughs> stickers, again. Uh, a laptop sleeves, coffee mugs for their desks, anything like that uh, that they can have that, again, allows them to kind of personalize the space mm-hmm. where they'll be spending eight hours a day uh, for nine months. And I think that's kind of what print on demand it comes down to is people's desire to kind of make whatever space they can have 
their own or at least feel you know that they're being heard or seen by a shirt that they yeah. think is funny or that they had they had made for them so don't forget about right. your teachers of course right and Travis, yeah go ahead I was just going to say, you know, as we're talking about all these back to school things, I mean, it's one thing to like create the products that these these different demographics are going to potentially want. It's a different thing to get in front of them because you can have the coolest products, but if you're not actually in front of these customers, it doesn't mean anything. So actually like marketing in a way that you can put these products in front of them is going to be important. So like back to school. Cool promotions. How, how do you do that? Maybe you do some type of a giveaway. If you have your own site, there's plenty of plugins for Shopify. And, um, you know, even on Etsy, you can do certain things. You can do yep. free shipping with a certain code and, you know, or offer back to school 15 or something like that as a code that they can put in to get right. 15% off. Um, right. You can send emails out to your email list, say it's back to school time. Um, and we're doing a promotion. Anything that you can do to kind of force that click or, or, or help them sure. make that click, make that decision. Because, um, as we're going to talk about in the, in the next segment, people, uh, this particular demographic, these parents that are sending these younger children, particularly back to school, they have a propensity. If you can, as a small business owner, if you can get them into your store, they have a propensity to buy from small businesses because they trust small yeah. businesses. And so if you can do things to build their trust and then to get them to uh, have a reason to to shop with you and your store and your items by having that perfect framed art or that perfect right. coffee mug that has the funny thing or the ability to customize it in a way that's unique to them, um, you 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 stand a much better chance than you know. Don't go to all the prop or uh, all the. Uh, you know, all of the work of actually creating these products, if you're not planning on promoting them, I mean, in a way, a lot of these things are evergreen and you can kind of leave them in your store and just hope for the best. But, um, you know, if, if you really want to tackle this back to school thing, I can't understate how important or overstate rather how important your actual promotions are going to be to get in front of your potential customers. Josiah, do you have anything else you can add about promoting and, and kind of that? that yeah, I, I, I think it's important, you know, because a lot of, you know, merch by Amazon or whatever, you're, whatever platform you're using, there is that chance that yes, there will be organic traffic uh, to that listing or to that item if you keyword, mm-hmm. if you use the right keywords or whatever. But keep in mind that there's, you know, hundreds of other products out there as well that have mm-hmm. those keywords and there'll be organic traffic that goes to them. So to get above and get a better chance, like Travis said, you're going to want to put some advertising dollars into this endeavor to get their eyes to your product, whether that's promo codes or giveaways or something that entices them to choose you instead. Um, right. is definitely, uh, definitely important and don't sleep on that as Travis had stated. So, uh, I think Travis, that wraps it up. And this, this segues very nicely into the next segment, but I think for now, that's it for this week's, uh, point of interest. So we're going to go straight into this week's main event. No need for discontent. It's time for the main event. POD cast represent. Yeah, it's time for the main event. And this week's main event, Travis, is uh, marketing to Gen Z. And a lot of people out there mm. might be asking, who is in Gen Z? What are all these <laughs> gens that I keep hearing about, Gen Z, Gen this, Gen that? Well, we're going to tell you. 
we found this nifty little uh, graphic here to kind of mm-hmm. delineate the lines because sometimes, especially between millennial and Gen Z, uh, yeah. it gets a little murky. Uh, but baby boomers are, of course, born between 1944 and 1964. Gen X, born between 1965 and 1979. Millennials, born between 1980 and 1994. And then Gen Z is 1995 to 2015. Or right. I guess, so, what, so does that mean 2016 to now is going to be Gen AA? A? I don't know. <laughs> a? Gen AA. I don't know. We're not really, we're a, not really going in any alphabetical. It seems like every other one from this chart, going off this, every other one is named after a letter, and the other ones are just given a cute nickname. So I think it's a nickname uh, time. Maybe um, they'll be the you know COVID or something like that. They'll you be know, the like, qu- they'll be the quarantines. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I have solved a mystery, and also, you have. Uh, trendsetted the next generation's name so you know so yeah travis you are where do you fall in this line here i, I am uh, on the little graphic i am the guy in the red tie with the receding hairline although i right. feel like my my actual like how i actually look lines up more like the millennial lumberjack you know with my big sure. beard and all of that stuff but yes yep. i i am definitely in the gen x category how about you yeah I am, you know, firmly planted in the millennial category. Um, I like to say that I, you know, kind of buck the trend as to what millennials and the rap that they have been given. Uh, but it's weird because I can I can relate really well to the to the Gen X. I have a lot of mm-hmm. friends that are in that place, and I can hang mm-hmm. and have a good time. But then I'll, my nephew, his cousins, his friends—they're all Gen Z. I can have a great time with them. So I, you know, I kind of float in between these. Right. Letters. It's it's really interesting too because you know while every single like you just alluded to the fact that the millennials kind of got a bad rap by the Gen Xers or whatever, but it, it's the same exact thing. We as Gen Xers got a terrible rap. We were lazy. Oh, yeah. We were underperforming by the baby boomers. So it's just yep. and now you know today you know now the Gen Z they don't have any motivation. They're this. They're <laughs> that. Whatever. You know. I mean, it's every single generation. And yeah. and you know if you really think about it, obviously there's 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 differences in the generations, of course. And, and obviously those lines are blurred. It's not, you know, if you, oh, you were born in 1970, you know, 1980 at January 1st. So you're obviously, I mean, you know, there's some blurred there, but, but the bottom line is that, um, you know, the younger a generation is probably the more, the the less maturity as a whole there is in that generation. And so they have to learn some things. And so it's, it doesn't do any good for the millennials or the Gen Xers or the baby boomers to just bash on the younger generations (laughs) because they were once there too. (laughs) That's just, it's, it's the circle of life, you know, and, and we'll, we'll play some really nice music from that, that show right now. It's just on there. Yeah, that's nice. I'll get in trouble with nice. YouTube if we let that go any longer. But it you just, get the yeah, idea. Short. Yeah. It's a circle of life. And so, yes. So today we're going to talk about Gen Z. Yeah? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk about why it's important to market to Gen Z. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's going to be your growing consumer base. Uh, Gen right. Z is the first generation to grow up on smartphones and, and social mm-hmm. media and ev- all the information age, super information highway, as I like to say, well, they were yep. born driving a car on it. So they know how to <laughs> navigate the super information highway 
very right. well, expediently more than the generations before them. I think that's one thing. One of my parents, my mom was like, well, just, just you wait till you get older and you don't know how to work technology. Like, well, I don't think that's going to work. That's not, that's not what's going to happen because my generation got adapted to technology quicker. So I think it'll be an easier, you know, uh, learning I, curve. I know what you mean because you say that now, Josiah. However, I said that same thing to my mother and there are now times <laughs> I have to admit that I'm like, what the crap is happening? And my son, Tate, who's my production manager, he's 20 years old. He'll come in and go, do this. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay, thanks. And then, you know, but I was like, I was a computer whiz when it came to my mom. You know what I mean? Right. So I do yeah. think that yeah. as technology and as, you know, computing, you know, different things come out. Um, it's just, again, it's the circle of life. Yeah, absolutely. So why does marketing to Gen Z matter? Well, as we have alluded to before in this podcast, Gen Z is quickly becoming the largest retail population. And you as a store owner, a shop owner, can't afford to kind of turn a blind eye Mm -hmm. to them. I have a recent survey. Nine out of 10 parents admit that their purchasing decisions are influenced by their Gen Z children and grandchildren. Hmm. So that's that's a crazy thought that yeah. the Gen Zers are controlling the purse string of the parents and grandparents as to right. what to buy and what not to buy. Right. I guarantee you. I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not, uh, you know, that I'm not a Gen Gen Z, but I guarantee you my mom would not have a smartphone if it weren't for me, you know, because oh, yeah. she didn't want that thing. Yeah. She didn't want that. But I told her, you got to yeah. get it. You got to get it. You got to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you so, quick, I mean, it's the you, same thing. Were you like me and you quickly regretted it because every time they had a question, they would <laughs> call you? To this to this day, my mm. mom calls me at least once a week, you know, because my dad always worked the television. He knew what he was doing. Well, since he passed, she calls me once a week and she's like, I'm going to burn the TV and I'm going to break everything <laughs> unless you tell me how to con- work this universal remote. And so it's like, okay. <laughs> push that first so it's crazy so i agree with yeah. what you're saying but then you end up being their it guy for the exactly. rest of forever so what do gen zers buy what attracts them travis we have a couple different kind of products mm-hmm. or different categories i should say what would be the first thing that the that gen zers are kind of attracted to when they're spending their money on on apparel well, it's, it's interesting because as we've alluded to, you know, things kind of cycle and, 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 you know, styles cycle, but right now it seems as though like streetwear, um, streetwear yeah. is kind of a popular thing right now, streetwear products, products. So like, you know, skate stuff, hip hop, you know, um, yeah. others, yeah. many other subcultures. So yeah. defined the culture and then just break it up into little teeny tiny niches and there's going to be a streetwear right. product in each one of those niches that are you know kind of they they're going to have fans these different these yeah. different niches if you will um or right. demographics if you will and and where there's fans there is purchasing there's purchasing yep. there's buyers that are going to come and they're going to use their dollars to to kind of fit in if you will that's that's the whole idea here um so you know product wise think like you know, jeans, baseball hats, things that are going to present themselves in like a casual way. That's kind of the streetwear thing. So t-shirts, of course, that's like, yeah, number one, the staple of this particular. uh, And I, I myself, 
I, I'm a t-shirt guy. It drives my wife crazy. She's like, well, you do, what, what are you wearing? What t-shirt? Why don't you wear a button-up? Why would I do that? I'm not going out to dinner. You know what I mean? Right. I just wear t-shirts. It's just streetwear. I like hats. Yeah. So this streetwear yeah. is kind of my vibe uh, 98% of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, t-shirts are, are like the staple in this. Yeah. And, and they were saying as, as well, you know, minimalistic graphics and typography, which I've, which I've discovered yeah. to be true because the less crazy it is, uh, the the more it seems to be appealing because it's kind of like a minimal minimalist style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a brand, um, and, and you guys should check this out. Um, it's I believe it's called Woven.com. W O V E N dot com. And Josiah, maybe you can bring that up if it's a thing. But there, it's basically a um, a subscription site that um, has different t-shirts of kind of a t-shirt of the month, but it's very minimalistic. It's very subdued. And, and in my opinion, very cool. And they have one design on one color and they give it to everybody. So you basically put in your size and then for 20 bucks a month, they'll send you a shirt every month. It's a, it's a great business model for one. Um, and I'm sure they're screen printing yeah. it because they're only doing one screen for the entire, sure. you know, the whole thing, but it's very minimalistic and very cool. Um, but to your point, um, it, it's, it's that athletic or that, um, rather that streetwear kind of uh, minimalistic look that is very popular among Gen Z right now. Yeah. Yep. The next category of products would be athleisure products, mm-hmm. which is, is a new word to my vernacular and probably yours too. So congratulations, athleisure products. Um, it's the stuff that makes it look like they worked out, but maybe they didn't, but it presents the appearance that they did work out. <laughs> Going straight out of the gyms, tennis courts, soccer fields, you know, that, that kind of thing. It brings elements of sportswear into everyday fashion. Uh, and so it also makes the, the wearer feel more unrestricted. So it's, it's just more comfortable. And, and comfortable is, is kind of, it seems like, one of the, mm-hmm. the main mainstays of the decision-making of, of a Gen Zer. If it's comfortable – I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, go, it goes back to that whole t-shirt thing. That's why they wear t-shirts. But yeah. So I think, think oversized apparel, you know, um, yep. think hoodies, think big bulky hoodies and big bulky sweatshirts and, you know, those types of things. Make sure that your, your product line has, um, you know, 2XL and larger because bigger yep. really is better um, as we're, as we're, as we're, you know, thinking about this comfort thing, this comfort right. value, I guess that, that this generation has nineties um, yep. fashion is definitely slowly coming back. You're seeing yeah. a lot of, yep. you know, bright colors well, and neon and you know, yeah, all that and, stuff. And just, just the bagginess of it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so oversized apparel is, is kind of, is another kind of category in and of itself um, as well. Yep. Like Travis was saying, um, but yeah, it's the, the baggy hoodies. I know, you know, uh, a mutual friend of ours said that, her kids wear hoodies in June and July. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just oversized and they like it to be big. And it is very much that nineties baggy clothing fit. And I personally uh, think Billie Eilish has a lot to do with it because everything <laughs> I've seen of her, she likes to rock the oversized apparel look yep. for herself. Um, so thanks yeah, Billy. Yeah. Way to go. Billy eyelash. Uh, no, seriously. I'm sure she's great. Um, but she wears oversized clothes. <laughs> So uh, those are some of the categories in which to think when you're marketing to a Gen Z or right. kind of where to fall 
in line with one of those niches. But then the next question is, Travis, okay, let's say I I created those products. Okay, I have a 4X (laughs) T-shirt and a 3X hoodie, and I'm ready for all the Gen Zers to come swim in my oversized wear. How do I market to a Gen Z individual? Yeah, and I think... uh and whenever we're talking about marketing, the 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 first thing that you want to do is you want to step back. You want to stop. You want to like not look at your brand like you just right. ma- you made this stuff. It's super cool. You made it. It's awesome because you made it. And did I mention that you made it? So of course right, it's yeah, cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you really need to take a step back and you need to you know kind of try first of all try to figure out who you're selling to. And in this case, of course, we're talking about you know, generation Z. So what does that mean? What is, what are their kind of, uh, what are their pain points that they're trying to overcome? You know, what are their, uh, things that they're attracted to? And so when you really think about that for Gen Z, some things really rise to the top. And so one of the things that you'll want to do, particularly if you have your own store or you're able to tell your story somehow, you want to establish your brand values. And when I say establish your brand values, um, you want to establish them. You want to say why you do what you do. And, um, your story is going to be super, super important in this. You want to talk about how you you are sustainable in whatever way that means to you and, and in whatever way that you can authentically communicate that. You want to establish off the, uh, sustainability. If you do charity work, perhaps, uh, and, and if you're not, maybe that's an idea that if you wanted yeah. to, to really focus on Gen Z, maybe you could give a per- certain percentage of gross sales to some some charity that's dear, near and dear to your heart. Only do that if you're willing to really tell the story of why you're doing that. Because just saying, hey, we, we give 5% to whatever, that doesn't mean anything. But yeah. if I had a kid you know, that had autism and I raised them and I really have a, heart, a soft spot for, for children with autism, so we give 5% of all of our gross sales to, to Autistic Children's Fund or whatever the charity right. is, that means so much more to a gen. Well, it means more to a human, <laughs> but sure, particularly yeah, exactly. a Gen Zer. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so those are a couple of things that you know you can. You, you just want to make sure you establish that brand value, and and to our next point, you engage those brand values in an emotional way. You you are you are engaging with those Gen Zers in an emotional on an emotional level through, of course, story through right. your authentic, actual experiences in a right. story so they can relate to you. And, and I think you can kind of tell just in hearing my passion for this, how important story is. And I don't think it's just a Gen Z thing, although I think they're hyper, um, hyper aware. Hypersensitive. Yeah. Yeah. They're very in tune to that. I think it's a human thing. And I think, like I said, they're just hyper aware of that particular human element that we are drawn into story. And and if you can tell story, um, you're going to be able to market to anyone, but particularly Gen Z. So how other, what are some other ways that you can like, um, you know, market to, to a gen, a gen Z or just yeah, focus, focus on mobile. Um, mm. so much of e-commerce. In fact, by 2021, uh, e-com mobile e-commerce sales are expected to account for 54% of total <laughs> e-commerce sales period. That's up 
It was 34% in 2017, and it's going to be 54 uh, by the end of 2021. So your consumer, the, I, I would say this is also probably the majority of human thing. A lot of right. people are just <laughs> seeing your stuff on your phone. Gen Z are, are more affluent when it comes to technology, so they will for sure be on a mobile uh, platform or mobile device. So what, st- what that mm-hmm. means practically is if you have a store that you're opening – uh, and you design it for a desktop site and it looks super sweet and slick and dope and yeah you're all about it and and it looks fantastic you need to make sure uh that your website is also really slick on a mobile device as well mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's why because th- that's how people are going to see it predominantly so mm-hmm. if because some sites don't automatically dynamically change it for you so you'll right. think you're set to go and then you're not getting any sales because when you go to a mobile site, it's confusing. The text is all jacked and it just doesn't look good. So you got to focus on mobile and you have to make sure that you have large, high res designs so they look good on a thumbnail because you have right. to understand, again, it's a smaller platform. It's a smaller screen. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you ha- your designs have to look just as crisp and clean on there as they do on your desktop site or you will end up having – a high number of abandoned carts or people who clicked the page and went away when you look at your analytics because the mobile version of your site is not uh, conducive to purchasing. Yeah, I, I've heard people that, you know, specifically design for mobile. And, and in the way they do that is they have, you know, maybe a text-based design, but they make the the design so big. Uh, I think we had, um, it was Ryan Hogue actually was talking about this. They make the design so big because they want to make sure that on those thumbnails, and that's particularly true for a mobile device, is you're, you know, you yeah. type in great shirt for grandma's 50th birthday or whatever and you're scrolling through on on etsy or amazon or wherever and you know and and you can't read it on the thumbnail there's no way i'm clicking it you know but if i can read it on the thumbnail oh what did that say oh that oh that's funny and i click on it the only way you're actually going to get the sale is if you get the click first so it's a good idea when designing for mobile to potentially design those those you know at least the text make it a little make it stand out more so it's not yeah. like it's not just obscure and you don't actually get the click so sure. you, you can't get the sale unless you get the click so think about that as well as you're marketing you know and and really focusing in on mobile devices yeah absolutely another thing to think about is of course you know talking about gen z you automatically think social media and your social media game is going to be very important mm-hmm. when marketing to Gen Z as well. But, uh, you know, Gen Z as, as a whole seems to be, at least in part, abandoning the kind of what, carefully curated moments of perfection uh, because, <laughs> because, of the authentic, because of the authenticity factor that, that's so important to them. You can actually get away with posting some behind the scenes stuff. Some this is how we mm. make this, and here's mm-hmm. the story of the company, or here's something uh, something we had to overcome. And you can start to be more vulnerable. It doesn't mean that the content on your pages aren't still curated. They can still be carefully curated, but they can be a little more vulnerable, a little messy, a little behind yeah. the scenes. It can be that, done on your iPhone as opposed yeah, to a yeah. ten thousand dollar handy cam quarter that yeah, you know exactly. somebody edited for yeah. twenty hours. Yeah, the reason <laughs> I got. The phone that I have is because I, this camera quality is great and I can film whatever I need to and it can look 
how it right. needs to look, but it also gives a, a layer of authenticity. Oh my gosh, authenticity. That's the word. That's the one. Uh, that I was looking for. That's the one. Uh, bingo. <laughs> so uh, it's <laughs> it, it allows you uh, to earn their trust and get past the veneer of like, hey, we're perfectly polished, whatever. Because again, Gen Z is trying to push through that noise. And and mm-hmm. I think in general, again, not a Gen Z thing. I'm finding as we're going through these lists, these are things that I think people in general are just looking for authenticity uh, in their products and what they're buying. But Travis, you you brought up a good point, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a, a counterpoint maybe uh, to this authenticity thing yeah. uh, that, that Gen Z seems to be pushing hard for, and that is influencer <laughs> marketing and how right. can you reconcile – that with authenticity why don't you kind of dive into a a little rabbit hole before we wrap this thing up so so yeah i I mean at the risk of you know being the old guy that's like get off my lawn you know yeah (laughs) you know it it just it does seem a little strange that influencer marketing is such a huge as we talk about social media and and upping your social media game Influencer marketing is a huge tool to be able to push your brand and and yep. and create brand awareness. Um, yep. But if you if you peel back the curtain, uh, you know, and we're talking about how how this particular generation or these particular consumers are so you know in so in in tune with uh, authenticity and they want to not be lied to and they want to. But I'm sitting here, I'm paying someone who has no affiliation with me, doesn't know me from Adam <laughs> money yeah. to wear my yeah. T-shirt on his YouTube feed that gets a million hits every time he posts something so I can get some yeah. sales. It doesn't seem very authentic. It seems a <laughs> little yes, it works, but it works. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to really reconcile that, but it was something that occurred to me. And, and if we're going to talk about social media, we have to talk about influencer marketing. I know you yeah. guys do a lot of influencer marketing at What For Apparel. So how yeah. I know I, you've got a, several clients that are really killing it with it, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, our, our influencer marketing is a little bit different because we're not really sending our clients stuff to promote what for apparel. It's more right. the, the influencers doing the marketing to their people and driving it to us. Um, mm-hmm. So, but th- that's how they are, are getting it to work. But I do, we do have plenty of clients that, that send their product. Madeline, my wife sends product to Instagram influencers in the home decor mm-hmm. space and just say, Hey, would you, be willing to promote this for X amount per sale or X amount per use of your discount code or right. whatever that works. Um, and, and I think that if you can, you know, if, if the influencer really, really likes it uh, and they really love it and they bring their people there, if your store, if your, if your own Instagram page, if your own social media page does a good job of driving home authenticity and telling story, then it can kind of catch that person's attention. And then they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I trust the yeah. influencer. I followed mm-hmm. their advice and came here. But now that I see that you guys are the real deal and I can see the story and authenticity, you'll get that click for the Gen Zers, yeah. especially, but, you know, across the board as well. So, yeah. Um, and I think, I think it, it, you know, in the end, it does come back to kind of that trust that that particular influencer has built with their audience. And yeah. if they want to yeah. maintain that trust and continue to like actually be able to promote things to their audience, they better yeah. make sure that they have an authentic desire or attraction yeah. to this new T-shirt or whatever it said or the home decor right. item or whatever, because they're the ones that are going to pay the price if they're not if they're not authentic with yeah, their I audience. Think- I think that that influencers build their audiences they build because at some point and at, 
various points maybe they have been vulnerable and messy and and authentic mm. with their followers which has led to a bigger following led to more commitment from their followers and so when influencer marketing which is why influencers has, have every right to be to be picky about what they do and do not promote because they're withdrawing from that authenticity equity that they've kind of established right. with their followers. Exactly. And if, if, if they take a withdrawal and then the money's not there and the check bounces, you know what I mean? Like then, then they're going to add to a lot of explaining on the other end to that, to their followers. And so they're very picky, which is completely fine and, yeah. and probably preferred honestly, because they know what they've done to get to the point where they are to be the influencer. And it's probably taken mm-hmm. a lot of authenticity and, and realness to accumulate such, such a following. So, right. Yeah. So I guess, you can stand on my lawn is what I'm saying here. Go ahead. Oh, good. I did. I did. I bought your backyard. I stood there last week, but uh, I'll, I'll go stand on your front lawn again too uh, and wait for you to come play free poker sometime. So, um, Do it. <laughs> so Travis, anything else before we kind of wrap this thing up and put a bow on it? No, I, I think we covered it all. I think, you know, the, the, the overarching, um, idea here is, is, um, really focus on the audience that, um, that you want to target. And if it's, you know, maybe you don't want to target Gen X or I'm sorry, Gen Z, and that's totally fine. You, you know, you don't like yeah. Billy eyelash, you know, <laughs> you don't like her style, <laughs> you know, you don't want to have big bulky products or whatever you think your yeah. stuff fits more on a, on a, on a millennial. And so, sure. you know, the, the same kind of concepts are going to go into how you're going to market to them. You need to get in their minds. You need to think like them. You need to kind of identify some of their pain points, some of their passion yeah. points, and you need yeah. to back up, not be in love with your own products and really figure out the best possible way that you can market to whatever demographic that you're actually trying to market to. Um, and, and so we just kind of highlighted Gen Z because it's literally becoming the largest shopping, uh, demographic yeah. on the freaking planet, you know, particularly yeah. in the U S. So, um, it's, it's not something that you want to necessarily ignore, um, you know, but if you have a different brand strategy or whatever, obviously yeah, if you get behind it and you understand kind of your, you know, the mindset of the people you're marketing to, you're going to do just fine. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening again to another episode of the print on demand cast this is episode of 49. Absolutely know, insane. Man. Getting closer Woo. to that one year mark. Uh, and we will unveil everything we have at the one-year mark when that time comes. Super excited. Stay tuned. Subscribe. As always, you know what I'm going to tell you guys. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to tell you. And it is to go join the Facebook group, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. That's where you will find us. We'll interact with you. You guys can interact with each other, give advice, ask questions. If you have questions about this week's show, is there something we missed? Let us know. We want to know what what we don't know. We are dying to find out. So please let us know. And uh, mm-hmm. if you go to the Facebook group and you join now, last week, <laughs> Travis and I told a little, little road story that we felt was appropriate to tell about when we went to uh, Wisconsin to Green Bay and yep. uh, went, went to a uh, Green Bay Packers game. And we, we referenced a girl who arrived inebriated to <laughs> the highest possible level and True. ended up passed out in her nachos. It was her birthday. So she spent whatever number of birthday this is for her. This was for her <laughs> face down and a plate full of K-Bueno cheese. So uh, 
<laughs> if you want to see who we're talking about, and if you want to see pictures of Travis and I at the stadium doing the tour, which of course highly recommended. If you go to a Green Bay Packer game and you don't go do the tour do behind the scenes tour, you're doing it wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. So do it right and just do the tour. Completely worth every penny. It's amazing. So if you want to go see a picture of us at the stadium and a picture of our inebriated birthday girl nacho friend, then Facebook <laughs> is the place to do it. Penondemandcast.com <laughs> slash Facebook. Uh, go check it out. Leave a like or a comment on that particular pl- post and let us know that this episode brought you there because you want to know what the hell we're talking about. So, again, com <laughs> slash Facebook. As always, we are wherever there are po- podcasts to be had. We are there on all the major podcast platforms, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Apple. I don't know. Podcasts are everywhere, and we're, we're there. So search us. And then, of course, just like Nate, just like our friend Nate McAllister, Leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you would like something different as far as topic-wise. But please subscribe and rate on iTunes. It helps us out so much. Um, So, Travis, anything else before we take this all the way home? No, I'm good, man. You did a great job wrapping everything up. Well, thank you. I try. I I wrap this podcast up better than I wrap Christmas presents. That is a fact. So, (laughs) with that being said, for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.